your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast that's dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. Uh, apologize for not doing a show yesterday. It's the off season and it's, uh, crazy times and, and, you know, the family and, you know, it's kind of like, I always get sick, uh, one time in the winter and then maybe another time in the summer, spring, I've been pretty good. I don't know if it's this mask wearing stuff, but, uh, you know, there's not a lot of sickness going around but it hit my kids. So, um, they're feeling a little bit better today. So yesterday was just a a disaster of a day. So, uh, took the day off and just delayed today's episode a day. So we're back. Um, so for today, we will be looking at the avalanche schedule for next year because we haven't done that since it's been released. Uh, we will be giving Miko Rantanen his season grade, Really no shock there, but we will discuss it anyway. And we will continue with our off-season watch list, I guess we're calling it. Just things that I'm throwing out there to catch up on in the world of movies and television. And I have two really, really good, I guess they're documentaries, uh, both on Netflix. So if you subscribe to that, uh, you'll be able to watch these and one is insanely inspirational. The other really, really makes you think about uh, the way people think. So uh, we'll get to those a little bit later. But follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Instagram. Search for Lockdown Avalanche. Send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. And of course, follow the show now on YouTube if you want to watch it in video form. Where I'm noticing my beard is like getting a little bit out of not out of control, but like I guess the word is unkempt. So uh, I'll I guess trim that up. I don't know if I feel like it. I don't. It's a beard. I don't care. Um. All right. So. Let's jump into the avalanche schedule here. Let me bring it up Um, because there are some interesting things on here. First of all, full schedule, which is nice. Some people are already kind of throwing out there. Will this even happen? And I hate to even bring that up, so I'm not going to dwell on it too much because I don't want to think about a season like the last couple that we've had that have been shortened thanks to, you know, COVID and, and all that nonsense. So not nonsense. I shouldn't say that, but, um, it's starting to go around. Like there's starting to be grumblings about will any league be able to really finish a season? Cause this thing seems to be rising back up again, but for now we're going to go off of the schedule that we have the full 82 game schedule that every team has been given. And obviously the first thing a lot of people saw right off the bat was in February, very few games being played in February, the Olympic break, which, you know, most signs point to NHL players going to that 
Uh, some people thought they would release two schedules just in case there wasn't. They didn't release it, but they have said that they clearly do have that. If for whatever reason they don't finalize NHL players going to uh, the Olympics, which I, I haven't heard that it's been finalized, but if they're releasing this, they're feeling pretty good about it. And the NHL knows that their players want to go to the Olympics. So count on that happening. So really not a lot of NHL games in the month of February. You look at the avalanche schedule and, you know, right off the bat, well, in October, they have a total of eight games. And when you're finishing a season where you were playing 16, 17 in a month. And yeah, I know you're starting a little bit later in October, but uh, eight games in a month is a walk in the park. But um, out of those eight games, four of them are division games. You're opening up at home, which is always not. You always want to open at home and you always want to play the last game of the season at home. And the Avalanche do one of those. They open, open the year at home against... Chicago, they close the season at Minnesota. They actually close the season. The last week of the schedule is four division games, two on the road, two at home, um, and they're split up. So it's like the first of those four games is in Winnipeg and then two at home against St. Louis and Nashville. And then that final home game, or excuse me, that final away game, against Minnesota. And it is a back-to-back, believe it or not, for the Avalanche. It's a a home game against Nashville. The very next day is an away game against Minnesota. So it's not your home-and-home back-to-back. So, uh, And they do that a couple times. Earlier in the month in April, they do a back-to-back in Winnipeg and then in Edmonton. But they finish the season four straight division games, which is good because if you're behind any one of those teams, you can maybe catch up a little bit. If you're the avalanche, you hope you're not behind any of them and you're kind of just buttoning things up maybe for position and seating by then. But obviously we'll see where things stand out to me is the month of December because the avalanche are doing a lot of traveling in the month of December and a lot of it's on the East coast they play a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven away games, and only five home games in the month of December. And like I said, a lot of these games are on the East Coast. They're playing Toronto, uh, Montreal, Ottawa, Philly, New York, uh, Buffalo, Boston. And mixed in there, you have Detroit, um, Vegas, Dallas. But a lot of traveling and a lot of East Coast games in December. So that'll be telling for the Avs. That will, uh, you know, and, and that's, you only have a few games in October. November isn't that bad. You have two games in a row, not back to back, but a home and home. Uh, there's two days in between. You have a game against Columbus on a Wednesday, two days off, and then at Columbus on Saturday, and then four days off. When's the last time they've had four days off? Um, so there's not a, a, a ton of, see, two, four, six, seven, eight. So you got 10 games in November, a lot of breaks in November. So between October and November, you're kind of, it's not, I guess, necessarily a bad thing. 
kind of getting like your feet wet for the season. And then it's full bore in December, December and January. And then before that break in February. Uh, but December will be kind of where the, the gas pedal is, is pinned and you are on the road. You are playing a lot of games. This, this, this looks like a schedule from last season because you're doing a back to back to start the month, one day off. And then every other day throughout the pretty much the rest of the month, every other day until uh, Christmas break, you have Christmas Eve, Christmas day, and the day after Christmas off. And that's it. And then other than that, you're playing every other day that that's uh, that's a pandemic schedule right there. So you're playing a lot of games in December if, and a lot of them on the road. If you can get through that and you're and you're looking pretty good, you got to feel good about what January brings. January, it's flipped a little bit. You're playing more at home than you are on the road. Uh, you're playing a good amount of division games. You're playing Winnipeg. You're playing Minnesota. You're playing Chicago twice and Nashville. And that's it. So for division games, uh, excuse me, you're playing Chicago three times in the month of January. So, uh, and I think Chicago's going to be improved. I think they're going to be an improved team, not a, by a, a lot, but I, th- you know, this is NHL. <laughs> Every game is, and especially division games, they're going to be a battle. So that's for me kind of where I'm looking is, you know, obviously get off to a good start in October and November. And then you got to get through December. December is going to be your tough month because so much is on the road and it's not just, you know, away games are like far away. You're, you're, you're on the East coast for most of that month. Um, so, and I do like the, the four division games to end the season. So yeah, like I said, you'd like to have that last game of the year um, at home. But the fact that it's against Minnesota, I like that. I'd like to go up them uh, up against them as the last game of the year. I'm looking to see how many back-to-backs they have. There's one. Uh, there's two. There's three. There's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And I was looking through those very quickly. So maybe I missed one somewhere. So figure about nine. Um, and to end the year is not really ideal either. So, uh, you're playing Vegas first month, which I know a lot of people are are looking at that, uh, in October at home, your first game against them is at home and your first game against Seattle is in Seattle in November. Maybe some people are looking at that. See when you're playing the expansion team. Uh, but it's just nice to see a full schedule. So, um, like I said, December is the month that I am looking at without a doubt, because if you can get through that, uh, looking pretty good, I think the avalanche will be happy depending on their position at the end of, uh, at the end of the year. So, uh, all right, let's get to who we got. We got rock auto today and then we'll get to Miko Rantanen's season grade. Uh, so with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain and auto parts store to stock all the parts 
that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happened to carry. You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Head to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on. And the how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right. So Miko Rantanen, pretty much a foregone conclusion on this one. Uh, you knew he would get an A. And let me get the, the final results here. So 91% for an A, no surprise. 7.7, we'll say 8% for B. Nobody voted C. And some funny people voting D slash F for 1%. So getting rid of those ridiculous people, 91% for an A. And is there really any other grade for him? Let's get real. I mean, he led the team in points, 30 goals, 36 assists, 66 points. He, uh, I don't want to say he, I think he was on the verge of having that injured label, that injured bug label. And I think last year, even though it was a shortened season, I feel like Miko Rantanen had a lot to prove to people that no, he's not like those injuries. When you look at those injuries from two years ago, now they were freakish, freakish injuries, nothing he could really help. It's not from a lack of conditioning. He's in great shape. Um, so I didn't really have any concern, but that's going to follow you around. It's That's just the reality of it. And last year, um, played 52 out of 56 games. And I believe the ones he missed were, were COVID-related. I don't think they were anything that he got injured on the ice, to my memory. Um. So yeah, to soar 66 points in 52 games, he is a force and he is one of the most underrated players in the league. And I don't think that's ever going to change as long as you're playing with a guy named Nathan McKinnon. He's going to, and now Kale McCarr, Kale McCarr seems to just be the guy that everybody is, is enamored with and understandably so I get it. But for some reason, Miko Ranton, and I, I think because maybe Kale McCarr plays defense, Maybe that's a reason why that he is separating a little bit from Nathan McKinnon and getting a little bit more notoriety. But when you hear Miko Rantanen, it's always, uh, you know, he plays on that line with Nathan Nathan McKinnon. And they're not taking anything away from him by saying that. But Nathan McKinnon gets all the accolades. Understandably so. But Miko Rantanen is right there. And do I, like I said, do I think that'll ever change? I I. Don't think so. I think he's fine with it. I don't think he cares. Um, I, I, you know, he he seems to just be a guy that goes about his business. He's not looking for the limelight or anything like that. He just wants to go out and play hockey, and he just wants to go out and win. And he is so darn good at it. And it's and he plays it so effortless. He's deceiving. He's he's fast. He's not Nathan McKinnon fast. But he's fast, but the way he skates is just so effortless, and he is so strong. We talk about 
Nathan McKinnon and and his like physical ability that you just can't move him off the puck. You're not going to get him on the ice. It's tough to knock him off the puck. Miko Renton is the exact same way, maybe even a little bit better at it than Nathan McKinnon is. Like when they they trying to play Miko Renton up against the boards, good luck. He's fantastic at it. Like he he almost welcomes that physicality. And that man, the two of them on a on a power play, um, they have they 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 just know what each other is going to do just by a glance. And that cross ice pass that McKinnon will throw to to Miko for a one timer, they're just on the same page. And it's only going to get better. So I really am looking. We all want to see Nathan McKinnon get that century mark and get to those hundred points. I think the same goes for Miko Rantanen. He absolutely can do it. And the 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 Avalanche could very well be, you know, like Edmonton with Drysaddle and McDavid and have two guys in the hundreds. Um, he he's an all star. He is an all star, and he doesn't get the notoriety that he should get. I don't care about that. <clears throat> Excuse me, because he's I like when guys are under the radar and as good as he is. You know, and he people are going to be talking about McKinnon, McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby. That's fine. Miko Rantanen should be in that group. And for whatever reason, he's not. A lot of people will say, and I'll get to the comments because you know uh, there's one person who who made the statement. Let me get to it here. Uh, could have been, the, I think I said the league MVP. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's he could have been up there. He, he he's definitely in the discussion for the Avalanche MVP. Absolutely, I think you know there, you're going to go between Makar, McKinnon, and Rantanen for that, and you know. Last year, you could have thrown Grubauer in there too. But between those four guys, all of them are going to get votes, including Miko. Um, so Megan uh, at Rebel Megan, Rebel underscore Megan says, do we even need to discuss her vote on this one? Uh, she bought her Miko sweater last season to complete the three-headed monster of a hockey collection. Uh, he's earned his place in her closet. So, uh, yeah, I, I have a couple Miko ones myself. And you wear them with pride, definitely. Uh, Jordan, AvsFan2909, always comments on these, always has good things to say. <laughs> Excuse me, another no-brainer. Miko gets a solid A-plus from me. He is hands down one of our best players, a crucial part of the core group of this team, and a huge factor offensively. His blend of size and skill is incredible. He's grown into a superstar, and he's only 24 years old. That That's something that we forget, even with McKinnon, how young he is. But yeah, Miko, he's still a young pup. Um, and he says, uh, looking forward to many more years of Miko ahead with the abs. Is is he actually 24? I thought he was. Let me uh, bring up. See, Miko is 24. I thought he already turned 25, but good Lord. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason why he's, he's just not at the age factor yet. I don't know. Um Aaron, sad Braves fan 13, said, to be honest, I thought he should have been at least in the conversation for MVP last season. You're right, Aaron. I think, you know, at least in the conversation, nobody was going to take it away from McDavid last year. 
and you know he got all hundred first place votes, and nobody's going to take that away. Uh, but I agree with Aaron here. I, f- I feel like, or it's actually AA Ron. Sorry, uh, I don't know if his name is Aaron or not. Maybe it is. I'm just going to say Aaron. I th- I, I agree. I like, he should be in the discussion more when you're having that broad discussion at the end of the year. Who's the guys that are most valuable players in the league? You're going to talk about McDavid. You're going to talk about Dreisaitl. You're going to talk about uh, McKinnon, Ovechkin, like your normal guys you're going to talk about because they're deserving of it. They always put up the numbers. Miko Rantan's got to do it. He, he had a very good year last year. And for him to for him to be the top scorer on the team says a lot. So if that can carry over, if, if he can nab a, a, you know, the century mark is something that people recognize. doesn't mean you're like, you know, the, the best player in the league, but people notice it. And if he can get to that next year, along with McKinnon, then maybe I think you'll start turning eyes and having him in the discussion, like Aaron is saying. It's going to be very difficult for him to win one because when you're playing with Nathan McKinnon on the same team, McKinnon is going to get an MVP before Miko does. It's not to say that Miko can't. And I've been on record saying I think Kale McCarr is going to get an MVP as a defensive player. All three of these guys by the time it's all said and done could be league MVPs at any given season between McCarr, McDavid and Miko. And I, I, for one think it definitely could happen if they can keep this team together, which it seems like for the most part they are doing and it'll be the, the gloating rights there will just be endless. But you need a cup too to win it. It's fine to have MB- M- MVPs, but if you have all those MVPs on your team and you don't win a cup, it's all for nothing. So, only good things for Miko Rantanen. Uh, we love him on our team, and he's locked up for a while. So, all right, let's hear from what do we got? Built Bar. You know it. You love it. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. And they have so many flavors. They have something for everybody. You can choose between flavors such as coconut, raspberry. They have one called cherry barcia. Yep. Not, that's not, what is it? The Ben and Jerry's one? This is cherry barcia. Uh, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. The list goes on and on. So if you haven't tried any of the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of nine, two each of nine flavors, and they are not only the best tasting, but they are healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180, four or five grams of sugar, four or five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavor, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Uh, go to BillBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Also brought to you by betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You have baseball season eh, kind of winding down, what, a couple couple months left in the season. NFL preseason is here, and that's always big bucks getting thrown around there. So you can get all the latest news, odds, and info on all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, UFC, MMA, 
and of course, NFL. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep and make their runs for the playoffs. Head over to the website to sign up. And when you do, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right. Uh, so getting to kind of our off season watch list because this is the time that we need to catch up on all the shows that we could not watch because when the hockey season is here, it's hockey season. And especially last year, because there's just game after game after game. I don't know about you, but I didn't have a lot of time to watch a lot of stuff. So I'm here to help you maybe add some new shows or movies to your queue, which they don't have. I think, well, they don't have it on the streaming side of uh, Netflix. But if you got Netflix back in the day when they delivered the DVDs, you had your queue and you had, and that thing was, it was robust. And I had like so many movies on there that I knew I would never get to, but it was a status thing. It was a stat like, oh, I have all these movies in my queue. Like it was a big deal. But now you just hit a button and, and you know, it's the wonders of technology. So if you do have Netflix, a couple, I guess they're documentaries that uh, you, you can add and very much enjoy. So uh, one of them, so what am I going to start with here? So this one is, is, is called uh, The Push. And it's done by a, a mentalist. Uh, he's very popular in England. You might have heard of him. His name is Darren Brown. And he's been in the States. He does shows in the States. And I think he's been on Broadway. Uh, and he's very entertaining. But he does this thing called The Push, where he does a, a I, I guess the, he, the, the term he uses all the time is social compliance. He does this experiment where he wants to see how far someone is willing to go to just be one in like a face in the crowd and go with the flow. Basically, when does someone say like enough is enough? So he keeps, he, he sets up this, this elaborate prank really on this one guy. This one guy has no idea it's going on. Everybody else's actors. It's this, this very meticulously thought out scenario and the end result is, can he get this guy who had no idea in the very beginning of what was going to happen and just one thing after another after another happens to see if he goes along with these things and will it culminate in him pushing another human being off the top of a building? And it's all real. And people want to say like, oh, this was a put on. It's it, Trust me, it's not. You're going to have those people that watch this and be like, uh, you know, the, oh, the, oh, that's fake. He knew it was happening. Why would they do it? Like, it's legit. It, it's, a, it's a legit experiment in what he says, social compliance. How far are we willing to go to go along with the Joneses uh, just to fit in? So to give you like a brief background on the scenario, He's having an auction. It's a very big auction for a very, like a, a brand new not-for-profit. 
and the guy who was like the he worked for a bank that got helped them set up like this app and get the non for profit going. He's invited to the uh, auction and he's the one that has no idea what's going on. And one by one, they just have him do small menial tasks first to see if he'll just say yes to the smallest thing. And then it keeps building and they ask him to do bigger things and bigger things and bigger things. And by the end of it, the entire night is thrown into chaos and they're going to ask him the only way we can rectify this is for you to push this person off of the top of a building. And I'm not clearly going to spoil it for you, but, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's pretty amazing. And in a world where that's kind of what we do is kind of like, it's like, are you a leader or are you a follower type of thing? So he, and he has another one called sacrifice. If you like the push, uh, he's got another one on there called sacrifice. And that one, he sees if he can get someone who has not the nicest things to say about illegal immigrants to eventually take a bullet for an illegal immigrant. That's a good one too. Definitely watch the push first. If you like the push, make your way on over to sacrifice. And the other one that I wanted to kind of throw your way is called the Dawn wall. And this is a true story about two guys who attempt to free climb. If you've, if you've seen uh, free solo, free solo is on Disney plus, And that is ridiculous. That is about a guy who uh, climbs a, a section of, El Capitan in Yosemite with nothing, with no harness, no nets, no nothing. People do that stuff and it's insane. Go watch that if you haven't seen it. But I really like the Dawn Wall maybe a little bit better because uh, the the guy who's in it, uh, his name is Tommy Caldwell. He's like the Michael Jordan of the climbing world. And he, for years, has always wanted to climb this one section of El Capitan that has never been climbed before. He has harnesses because you absolutely cannot do the section of the wall uh, that he's doing free soloing it. You will die. So um, him, he gets him and another climber, and they meticulously plan out this route that they think they can, can go where they can ascend up. And they are going to spend at least two weeks living on the side of the wall. They, they camp there overnight. They put up, they call them portal edges and they, they're basically tents that lean up against the wall. And every day they go up uh, a couple sections of this 3000 foot rock. Uh, It's incredibly, incredibly inspirational. And um, you don't even really have to like rock climbing to be, uh, kind of taken in by this. Uh, but if you are, you, and you've probably already seen it, if you're into to rock climbing or just, you know, climbing in general or hiking. Uh, but these two guys just do something that's absolutely incredible or at least attempt to. So uh, definitely check out the Dawn wall because you, you'll, there's, there's things that happen in the beginning of it. They're telling the story of something that happened to Tommy and his girlfriend when they were young, which is, nuts absolutely nuts and uh it kind that's kind of the the starting point for him to really kind of do something that nobody's ever really done before and it's climbing this 
the section of El Capitan and, and Yosemite. So really, really good inspirational. Like if, if you don't, if you're not rooting for these guys to do this thing, you, you, you don't have a soul. So uh, go check out the Dawn Wall because it's uh, something that you'll probably be showing a lot of your friends. And so will the push. The push is kind of want to know what you guys think about that. So watch the push and then shoot me an email or get a hold of me on Twitter. That's where I talk to most people is on Twitter. So, uh, But I think you'll like both of those things. So enjoy them. All right. That's going to be it for today, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we will be back because I didn't do one on Monday. If we got some stuff to talk about, definitely be back tomorrow. If not, we'll do one Thursday or Friday. So that's going to be it for today. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see everybody later on. Here's Joby. Go, abs, go.